Welcome to Ed Council Insights. This is our podcast to provide insights into new developments in the Missouri education community. If you are a Missouri school leader, school board member, or any public educational decision maker in Missouri, well, you are in the right place. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that is not necessarily a new development, but something that is worth talking about as we get to this point in our school year. And that is board leadership, and more specifically, the board presidency. Next month, school boards will be reorganizing in the wake of their elections. And as a result, they'll be electing board officers, or at least the board president and vice president, for the next school year. And this brings about a question. Who should be the board president? Is it the next person on the board in a rotation? I certainly have seen that over the years. Is it? Just whether or not the current president wants to continue in that role. Seen that before as well. Is it the person who can pull together four votes in an otherwise divided board? <laughs> that's a possibility. Uh, in particular, uh, over the last few years, that seems to be more of a common setting. Or is it a, the board member who is just dying with ambition to gain the status and title of? The board president, that's also a possibility. But I'd like to spend a little bit of time today concentrating on the board member who's most qualified to fulfill the office of board president. That's probably a better inquiry and one that we can actually do something about. But um, starting with that particular one, to know who is most qualified to fulfill the duties of the office – Probably need to figure out what the duties of the board president are, both formal and informal. And um, that's something that uh, may not be readily discernible. Certainly, board members have seen the board president um, perform the duties, maybe well, maybe not so well over time. But when it really, when you look at it uh, objectively from an outside point of view, the truth is that there are some. Very specific things that must be done by the board president, and then there are some other things that are certainly very helpful to the board and to the district if the board president does them. When we look at the things that are required, that's probably the best place to start. Things that are required by law to be done by the board president and the board president alone. Really, when it comes down to it, there are just a few things, and they're kind of scattered Throughout Missouri statutes, a few things here or there. You know, most of the duties, if we want to call them that, are things that are reasonably necessary to be done. And it just makes sense that they would follow the board president as an elected leader of the board. Sometimes they're included in board policy, but uh, sometimes they're included in the law, and sometimes they're not included in anything. It just is a practice that maybe has developed in, a, in that particular district. So as we look at it, and let's start with the formal legal duties. There aren't a lot of things, like I said, but a few items. For example, every tenured teacher contract must be signed by the board president or at least a facsimile signature of the board president by statute. That's just one example of a thing of something that has to be done by the board president, and there's no one else that's really designated to do that in the law. Another example would be if you have the occasion of going through a teacher termination process at the hearing, 
the board president is empowered to administer oats at that hearing, at that proceeding, and only the board president. So those are things that are designated in the law. And like I said, there are some things that are just kind of sprinkled throughout. And so they can't really be altered by board policy or by board decision. But most of what we talk about would be things that fall within board policy. Now, when you break out your board policy and you see that the there's some information there about the president's duties, you're going to see all kinds of things. You know, one thing is that uh, often we see in board policy that the board president is the person that signs all legal documents as required by law or board policy, and that the the board authorizes under the board policy the pro board president to sign off on things. Typically, that is something that's been approved by the board. It's really critical to remember that the board president doesn't simply have the authority to sign off on something as being approved by the board if it hasn't gone to the board. So often we have contracts and other things, that official documents, that the administration will maybe put in front of the board president and have them sign off on it even though it hadn't been approved by the board. And we may have a legal defect there down the road. But as I said, most things uh, in both school districts are referred to in, in the board policy. One of the chief areas of responsibility for a board president would be to be the presiding officer and organizer. That's one that is kind of the traditional role where you preside over the board meetings expected to use parliamentary procedure and encourage board member engagement, all important things to bear in mind as you're selecting a, a board president. But also outside of the meeting itself, there's an agenda setting process. And typically that is something that takes place between the board president and the superintendent. Sometimes the board president is expected to act as a gatekeeper to filter those things that come before the board for board action. Also, if there's a special issue that it arises, the board president is the one that's expected to call a special board meeting to pull together the board to deal with whatever matter has been presented. Of course, the board president as the presiding officer would plan out the meeting and set the agenda, although the superintendent often does that. But it's something that, that really, as the presiding officer, is incumbent on the board president. You know, one other area that is important for a board president as the presiding officer is to organize the board work surrounding the superintendent's employment. You know, if it's not dealing with the superintendent's employment, a lot of times the superintendent is the one that kind of ends up organizing a lot of the things for the meeting and that sort of thing. But if it is related to the superintendent's employment, a lot of times that should be handled by somebody else, you know. Certainly, the superintendent can queue up, a, you know, discussions about their evaluation and their contract and and that sort of thing. But when it really comes down to it, in representing the board, so that the board doesn't have to handle all aspects of that, it all usually falls to the board president to take care of the evaluation and the contracting and those conversations. That take place with the superintendent and maybe even individual feedback on performance throughout the year. Maybe that comes to the board president as well. 
Certainly the whole board could be involved, but uh, a lot of times board presidents expected to take the lead on those things. Another area that the board presidents expected to step up is um, with respect to establishing committees or appointing special committees that that's certainly something that uh, would fall to the board president under most board policies. So you have this area uh, of responsibility that is the presiding officer, the organizer, the official for the the district, all things that require uh, someone who A, has the time, but B, has the capacity to uh, really kind of step in and, and take care of some of these matters that have to be taken care of on behalf of the board. Now, the next area is a major area that uh, it has been evolving, I would say, over the last couple of years, and that is the role of the board president as board spokesperson. You know, there are a lot of different things that go into this, but really it's maintaining the, that high level of uh, visibility among constituents, you know, by attending and in, you know, formal and informal school functions, being visible on behalf of the board. Not that we don't expect all board members to do that, but certainly the board president would be somebody that would be expected to be very prominent and visible in the community. It's interesting sometimes the discussion that we end up having uh, with boards about the role of, quote, board spokesperson. Now, notice I didn't say spokesperson for the district. Most board policies actually make the superintendent the person that speaks on rights for the district as a whole. Perhaps it's a communications director under the supervision of the superintendent, that sort of thing. But sometimes you need somebody to speak for the board. And that person that's going to speak for the board and be the board spokesperson in most instances under board policy is going to be the board president. And so maybe it's an issue that is best addressed by the board. And so it's something that the board spokesperson will speak out on. Perhaps it's an issue you know, that is uh, about board conduct or uh, maybe a board member's conduct or how the board handle a particular issue. And when I say the board, I mean the board very specifically as opposed to the district. Or perhaps it's something that's related to the superintendent's employment. All things that would need to be handled by the spokesperson for the board, and that would fall to the board president. Another role as the board spokesperson is really to kind of take the lead in, in recruiting people for committee work and for board work and that sort of thing. Um, that's a, just a part of that leadership function and spoke being a spokesperson. And the final area, all of my board presidents love this one, and that is to appear on behalf of the board in all legal actions brought by or against the district. That is something that uh, can be reassigned to an individual uh, leader within the district, perhaps uh, uh, an administrator, but Typically, most board policies look to the board president to appear on behalf of the board if the board is, in fact, named in a legal issue. Now, the last area I want to kind of go into is probably, in my opinion, really the most important. <laughs> and it's kind of what I call the uh, board president as advisor in chief. 
as the board president, as a leader on the board, a lot of times people look to that board president to be an advisor for board members and an advisor for the superintendent, perhaps even advisor for members of the community. But let's concentrate on board member advisor for the moment. It is something that the board president really should be looking at the board's performance and and advising the board as a whole and, and even uh, individual board members about how we're doing as a board. Unfortunately, uh, it also leads to sometimes the role of arbitrator, uh, that is arbitrating if there are conflicts among board members or if there are issues associated with board member misconduct, um, that typically would fall to the board president to sort through and uh, certainly try to, to act as, a, as an arbitrator for those things. Same is true of uh, if there are issues between the board and the superintendent. Most people and most board policies would contemplate that the board president would be the one to step in and try to facilitate a resolution to that sort of conflict, either among the board or between the board and the superintendent. Training of board members, that's something that typically um, people look to the board president as responsible for that, you know, to make sure that all of the other board members uh, and the board president themselves have at least gotten the mandatory training that they're required to get by law, but also any training that would be uh, important professional development for individual board members or the board as a whole. And that would include future leadership of the board and trying to make sure that uh, they have the training opportunities and the experiences that they need to, to lead the board in the future. So. One other area that uh, the board president needs to be prepared to provide advice is to the superintendent. You know, the superintendent often needs to have an advisor, somebody that they can turn to to try to talk through particular issues as they're presented, but to get a feel for maybe what the board might think or or whether or not the board needs to be included on something or whether or not, you know, trying to meet the board's expectations, all of those things, rather than calling a special session of the Board of Education simply to have that discussion, you know, superintendent a lot of times need that advisor, that one individual that they would go to, to um, try to sort through some of the things so that they're not calling a special meeting every week. So, you know, it's, it is important for that board president to act as a leader for the superintendent, as a conduit of information to the board and to try to provide the advice on what you know the community in the first instance of course the board in the second instance of what the community expectations might be in a, given a particular set of facts so those are kind of the big areas that we think about when we're trying to select a board president as you're thinking about that this year you might look at it in terms of the board president as an official organizer uh, the presiding officer if you will as the board spokesperson and what I have kind of framed as the advisor in chief. Hopefully that's helpful as you think about these things. I just want to thank you for taking the time today to listen to Ed Council Insights. 
Hope you'll follow and share our podcast on social media and subscribe to hear upcoming episodes on current legal topics and issues related to school law. You can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn, or you can just check us out at our website. Just Google Ed Council. That's E-D-C-O-U-N-S-E-L, all one word, and you will find us there. Glad we could be together, and thanks for listening to this edition of Ed Council Insights.